It's the bachelor lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prom back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic. Welcome ever. back. That's what we like. Friends, you are listening to The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. Catching up on everything that's happening in the new season of The Bachelor. We didn't really wrap up last season of The Bachelorette because who cares? I mean, it was so boring. Quite possibly the worst season they've ever had. Um, But we can can recap that quickly. Um, My name is, of course, Brian Beckner. And I'm joined, as always, by Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Hello there. Hello there. Yeah, buddy. Fired yeah, up. The, um, you know, Michelle's season. Who cares? I've, you know, nobody wants to. Uh, nobody's been supportive or energetic about this analogy, but you know, for those American Idol um, enthusiasts, you know, she's Bo the- Bice. She's just <laughs> she's Justin Guarini. I'm just saying yeah. that they had they had such a an amazing first season. You know, Simon Cowell was you know the greatest thing ever. Yeah, and then they 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 like like put seasons back to back in a year. Too many, you know. And um, Fantasia's season, everyone had American Idol fatigue because you know they they came out with Clay Aiken's season, and then they yes. went right into Fantasia season, and then we actually thought there is you know such thing as too much of a good thing yeah we've had a a, at least 15 to 18 straight months of bachelor if you think about it it's too much it hasn't had a single break it's Um, it's too much bachelor and it's but you know what it is it's way too much bachelorette and i don't want to like you know it's you have to be careful in the way you talk these days unfortunately i don't by no means am I saying that it's by definition less interesting or less important when the star of the show is a woman. I like that. But what I like is the show where it's all women. It's just women are just more interesting in these situations and the men are fucking boring. You could have the best bachelorette in the world, but the guys competing for the, her attention are just not as interesting in the women. So it is while while our bachelor this season is yet another mediocre white man, the the contestants seem to be this seems to be a great crop of contestants. I by the way, um yeah. sidebar here, uh, reality Steve Friend of, friend of the show. Joining us. Yeah. Our friend. I've known him for 20 plus years. Yep. He, he's going to join us later on the show here. So I just thought of something. You and I, as we're going along here, we need to come up with uh, questions to ask him. Because even you in our pre-show prep meeting that we had for 90 seconds, you're like, what are we going to talk to him about? Yeah. I think I, got a few questions. I think that's the first one. I think um, you just touched on something that we should, should ask him. It, as The Bachelor uh, realized that um, – you know, uh, putting uh, people of color as the subjects of their franchise has been horrible for ratings. I don't know. They've no, just no, gone no. back to yeah. what what yeah. worked. I, just, I want to talk to Steve about this. I mean, I, it I probably, unfortunately, it probably doesn't rate as well. 
Um, and I'm not saying, I mean, I just, we've seen it before with this, this Clayton is just so like every other bachelor that we've ever seen. It's just not interesting <laughs> at all. He's the same <laughs> dude. And the, the, the cast is so white. It, it's, it's almost like an over, um, I don't know what the, what the word is, overcompensation for what's been happening over the past year. Um, it's just been strange, but anyways, um, yeah, so that my, my point when I brought up the American Idol thing is like the Michelle season, it just seemed to drag on. There wasn't any there there. She was a nice enough gal, but offered uh, nothing of intrigue. Um, had I, I know that she played basketball and I know she's from Minnesota and that's all I know about her. And she picked uh, Nate, who who came on the show in the limousine and said um, – Better Nate than never. That was his thing. And yeah. she ended up picking the guy. She um, she she went with my prediction. Pick the really? guy that's gonna be easy to break up with. Oh, I thought you I thought you were saying you had chosen Joe though. Well you Joe is the guy on. she Joe Joe is the guy she liked the best, let's be honest. Like right. if she right. was if she was really picking for love, she would have picked Joe. But Joe ghosted her during the George Floyd riots and she couldn't, she couldn't abide that. She couldn't let him win, win the bachelor after he'd done that. So what did she do? Well, she had two guys that were easy to dump. She had Brandon who was 19 and couldn't skate. And she had Nate who was, who was very tall and his sexuality was subject suspect in my opinion she picked nate and she's gonna break up with him she's probably already broken up with him we can ask steve well that's yeah i just wrote it down question number two yeah other than has bachelor now gone full white is has nate and michelle broken up yet because as uh our listeners know you and i do not uh traffic in spoilers never don't really traffic in the uh the sidebar like uh my girlfriend Christina, I think because her phone is on while we watch these Bachelor episodes, or whatever. But she likes to go to that generic Google page on her Android that basically just feeds her news about everything she's been consuming, and she gets these sidebar stories before I do. And when she brings them up, yeah, like, you I don't can't do hear that. It. Yeah, I don't, I don't do that. I don't do the sidebar stories. I just stick to what is on the screen. So. Um, maybe they've broken up. Maybe they haven't. Uh, bottom line on the season was it was horrifically boring. And, um, you know, it, it, you can only get so much out of calling it boring in, in many different ways. Yeah. But yeah. We, what we did see was the end of Tasha and Kate, Caitlin, right? Oh, thank God. Thank we God. We turn, turn the page on, on this. And as Jesse Palmer Full-blown host for all franchises. Jesse Palmer, a.k.a. the talented Kyle Brandt, is he's the new host. He's been hired to do the host. He's, I will say this, looks like he fancies a cocktail. <laughs> he, are you telling me that he has he the physical look yeah. of somebody yes. who drinks, drinks a lot of alcohol? Yes. And now look, now look, I, I want to make it clear. Jesse Palmer is a much, much, much more handsome than I will ever be, than I've ever, I ever could aspire to be. So I, I would no, not sell yourself short. I would not sell yourself short. You're, you're a tremendous slouch. 
Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I know that I could never in a million years be ever considered in the same league as Jesse Palmer. So I'm not like trying to shade him. I'm just saying he's, I think he's a little bit younger than me or he's about my age and guy, he's got little bags under the eyes. You know, he's going on TV. He should be doing that thing. Steve does where he puts the tape or something under on the bags under the eyes or puts the cucumbers or whatever it takes, like get himself ready for TV. I'm just saying looks, looks like you might fancy a little cocktail from time to time. And if that's the case, I think I know the this type. You know, I've been in the business a while, so sure. when when people, you know, the Josh Elliotts of the world, like people that oh, man that consider themselves like uh, you know the next Michael Strahan. Let's like, talk about you know talk that, about somebody that had it all. It's yeah, that, Josh that's Elliott. The model. We, can't, we can't even remember who he is. J- Jason, he was the host of the Today Show. Well. Yeah, they just gave him that job basically after a, a couple episodes on Jim Rome is burning. Like they, he had the fast track, very yes. good looking guy, and his Gorgeous. his his lack of talent, and then his, his personal issues uh, got him basically fired from the industry. I don't even know what he's doing at this point, but he's probably Jesse doing Palmer, some, something like lo, some like local shit. But he he blew up and he's like, Oh no, I'm bigger than this. You have to give me more. He wanted, he's like, this isn't enough. Like hosting the today show for $6 million a year. Uh, uh, like you have to give me the whole network. And the network was like, dude, you're Josh Elliott. You were on sports center a week ago. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, I put Jesse Palmer in that category on a much lower scale, but what might explain uh, a chemical dependence is that these these people and their egos, like Palmer played yeah. quarterback at Florida yeah. for Spurrier. He, He's Canadian. You know, he played a couple of seasons as a backup in the NFL. He went yeah. on The Bachelor. The Alouettes. And then he got, a gig, he got a gig on ESPN. I think he thought, I'm on the Strahan track. I'm going to be – That's a good bi- point. I'm going to make a massive amount of money and be famous. And he basically just stayed in this little niche as the college football analyst – in the in the like the B group, it was like Desmond Howard and Herb Street and and Corso are the A group, and then then there was Palmer and a couple of the other dudes that we see. Um, Cal, what's his name? Callaway or uh, the former Ohio State receiver? Anyway, Joey Galloway. Uh, Joey Galloway. Yeah. And he just kind of stayed there for until now, and now he's been given the host of The Bachelor. So that's a long way of me explaining how well, he might have a chemical. Dependence. You, I don't. First of all, you've you've ratcheted it up to a level that I am not saying. I don't think Jesse Palmer has a quote chemical dependence, Jason. I'm just saying <laughs> looks like he likes to have a few drinks after work. That's all I'm saying. But you're right about that because he he was the bachelor. His star really rose. I think he was doing um color co- commentary analyst. He was an analyst on on yeah. uh college football. And then he kind of like, it didn't really go that well for him. He was hosting Daily Mail syndicated, you know, like current affair oh, type that's shows. that's right. That's yeah. right. He did that. And I think it went, that went away as fast as it started. Right. But he was, wow. but he was working, you know, like he didn't, he didn't think he, he didn't get too big for his britches. He kept working and now he's gotten this big opportunity and I'm happy for him. I'm just saying, it looks like he might like a cocktail. That's right. And, and we definitely do need to get to the new season. But my last point on Jesse Palmer, um, and I have something tells me he's going to do this for the rest of the season. So we have to call him on his shit. 
when he he has referenced this twice. Okay, the first episode he kind of introduces himself, like he was the bachelor, so he knows what Clayton's going through, and then he brings up the fact that but now he's married. Now yeah, he's talking. He's, he's talking to the happily married to the ladies. Yeah, yeah, he's talking to the ladies. He introduces himself to them. And he says, I just just to remind you, I was the bachelor. I know what you know what, what this is all about. And I want to tell you that it worked. It this can work. Because and, and then they're like, Oh, you're you're married? And he's like, Yeah, I'm married. The one thing he left out of that story is that he's not married to the person he met at the on the bachelor. He, so that, yes. That was yes. <laughs> that yes. ended, I think, a, a couple months after the yeah, show. Of course it did. Of course it did. And, and, but somehow he could actually, with a straight face, say this works well, because he's married now. <laughs> well, yes, I know. He's married to someone he didn't. I, I, I was right. waiting for somebody to ask that or I was waiting for him to go because the, the right. one of the contestants is like, are you married? And he's like, yeah, I'm happily married. And, and they're like, yay. Yeah, but not yeah. to somebody he met on the show. They, and then <laughs> you earlier when when Clayton first comes on. He makes a good point for the audience where he's like, you may be asking yourself, why am I here when I was only on The Bachelorette for a total of eight (laughs) minutes screen time? And I was like, yeah, that is kind of a question I had. And then he said, I'm here because I know that I can find my wife here. And then he goes, I know this works. <laughs> but I know this works. Is there yeah. anybody less in touch with the with how the bachelor works because it by definition does not work. There are You cannot find your the, wife there. People have done the numbers. You know, there have been what 25 maybe bachelor seasons and I More. think um, yeah. I think 1% or whatever it comes out to, two or two or three people total, um, which is a lot more than one percent. But yeah. anyways, actually are married to the person they met on The Bachelor, and I think it might be one person, Trista. Um, There's Trista. Might, well, Trista was a Bachelorette. She's a no, Bachelorette. I'm saying that yeah. Bachelorette actually has a pretty good success rate compared to The Bachelor. This sure. like, it's like two out of five Bachelorettes are still with their their guy. Bachelors almost are never with their women. Sean Lowe. So, yeah. So it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. It's the opposite of I know it could work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It didn't work for Jesse Palmer. It will not work for Clayton Eckerd. So the um, reality Steve is going to join us here. The new season, as Brian just said, is it it has this guy Clayton. He uh, he's a football player. Um, just about every single woman reminded us that he's tall. That's the one thing they do say about him. I, I wouldn't say he's particularly attractive. No, uh, my girlfriend doesn't find him particularly attractive, but, yep. but we can say that he's tall, tall and he's fucking strong. It's a big dude. Uh, Cause he played football. He, he played, played football. ball. Um, he played ball at Mizzou. Eureka. Yeah. He's from Eureka, Missouri. And he played uh ball at Mizzou. And then they show him, in, in a Seahawks uniform, I'm guessing he was like either a practice squad or like a uh, a free a, you know a non drafted free agent where he, he he played with the Seahawks for a couple of weeks. I don't know, I don't know the details there, but I will say this. And I've been to this town, um, and I know how kind of depressing it is. Have you have you ever been to St. Louis? I have not. 
The Gateway okay. to the West? Yeah. Baseball's so, best fans? Um, yeah. They, they, they say it's from Eureka. I don't know how far that is from St. Louis. I have a feeling it's not a suburb of St. Louis. But yeah. they w- took a bunch of, uh, of action shots with him. And every single action shot in the background had the uh, St. Louis arch. Yeah, um, yeah, the arc. And I, is it arc or arch? It's arch, but, but it's arch. It's yeah, arch. Yeah, yeah. I will say this: like having seen it up close and then from afar, it it's not it's not impressive. No, it's it's fairly depressing. Because I've never I've never seen it, but it's I'm, I'm going to take your word for it. It's just this. It's it's just flat Midwest city with almost nothing going on. Yeah, and it's dreary, and it's typically. Very, um, I don't know, balmy and sweaty. Yeah. And then you have this gross, old, aging concrete arch. Well, so they, they took a bunch of pictures and video with him here with the arch in the background. And, and I'm thinking, man, that that's all they got is yeah. that. that yeah. That's all they could do. Um, and, they don't have a second anyways. thing. They apparently have a Six Flags, Jason. And you live near a Six Flags. So you and sure. you yeah, and... Yeah, you and Clayton have this in common. Now, I've Googled Eureka, Missouri, yeah. not not too far outside of St. Louis. It's it's a it's suburban. Oh, okay. It's suburban St. Louis. It's oh, in, okay. Well, then maybe it is. Uh, maybe it is in like eyesight or eye. Distance no, no, or no, definitely not. I'm just I'm just <laughs> just like gauging by looking at the map. I'd say it's like thirty miles away from the the arc. Fucking great. Um, just like every other bachelor season, uh, they'll open with some vignettes, uh, particularly interesting women. Um, and, uh, Gabby, um, she's a former cheerleader. She, uh, she had the original wine. Hey Clayton, I'm guessing you were a tight end because you have a very tight end. Yeah, that Uh, was, that was so cringy. Yeah, it was not... Real estate agent. Um, I forget her name. I, I want to say she's the the blonde that has a a uh, a big part in this last episode. Um, this real estate agent. They're walking around and she's like very. Everything just looks so like staged. Liz scripted. Elizabeth. And then she's they from actually Denver. Have her have her on the phone saying something very scripted to a, a customer that isn't on the other end of the line. Like, Oh yeah. Interest rates are pretty good right yeah. now. You know, just like really stupid shit. She's like, we, um, ha- we have to make an offer and we have to make it now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and then there's another um, woman, I think her name's Teddy and she wants him to be her Teddy bear, whatever that means. She looks oh. like she's 16. First of all. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy. And she, and she's the virgin. She's cute. So, oh yeah, the virgin. Yeah, she's a, she's she's a virgin, but she's like, but mom, just so you know, I'm down to fuck in the fantasy suite. I was like, whoa, geez, close relationship it's, there. It certainly seemed like a virgin, but I'm definitely open, if not uh, screaming at the producers, that I will lose my virginity on The Bachelor if that's what it takes. Yeah, I mean, and, yeah. <laughs> She's uh she's one of the very few women of color on yeah. the show. Uh, she's a cutie, and I'm sure there's going to be some uh, that virginity thing's going to come to a head. 
Uh, but anyways, so vignettes and we hold, meet the hold, girls. Hold on. There's one that I was a fan of. Um, Daria, who like, like this is just how insane people get when, when, when they're faced with the prospect of being on television. Daria's like, yeah, I'm a law student. She's like, I'm in my third year. So that's, you know, the, my last year of law school at Yale. <laughs> and she's like, so, you know, um, but I'm ready to start a family right now. And I'm like, wait, wait, like, why did you go to law school then? Like, is like you go I, to law school at Yale and then you get out and you like go fucking clerk for a Supreme Court justice or something like you're on the fast track to have this career in law. And you're like, actually, I'm ready to have a baby right now. And in my notes, I I call bullshit. I've never known anybody. I'm sure you've known people that that have uh, taken the bar and gone through law school, especially the third year. You have almost zero time to do yes. anything. No, I know. Other yes. than yes. law, that's, that's all they do. But she's taking uh, three or four months off here to uh, to try to be famous insane. on a reality show. I'm, I'm just not buying it. That's it's insane. Complete bullshit. Um, Elizabeth was the uh, real estate advisor that, you know, had great interest rates and had to definitely had to give them an offer right away. Denver. Um, So, uh, so uh, the beginning of this entire season just gets off to this weird start. Remember last, uh, the beginning of Michelle's season, they did this thing where they invaded men's uh, personal belongings and found, found out some guy that was on the show for the wrong reason. The worst part of the season, worst part of this, they found his notes as if, you're going to show up in 2021 yeah. with right, right. handwritten notes about how and the <laughs> notes were like, the notes were like, ask her her favorite color. Yeah. <laughs> what is she, where and, does she like to go on vacation? And, 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 and not even to mention the fact that it's like, Hey, it's just a new bit on the show where we invade your privacy uh, completely. Insane. And, yeah. So um, this year's um, like, weird stutter start to the season is uh this woman um she signs up for the show and then as she's and this is where it kind of gets confusing i guess uh she was engaged to be married and then she was supposed to get married the actual wedding date was the day that the show starts so the day that all the women come out of the limousine is the day this woman was supposed to get married and she has conflicting feelings about it and she gets real emotional and uh, never mind the fact that she was engaged to be married and, and was going to get married right before she came on a reality show. No. Um, so, <laughs> yes. so she um, she's conflicted and she makes it all about her. I can't find her name. I think it's uh, Sally. Sally. Um, with an e. Lots of tears. At some point, Sally got the impression that the name of the show was how Sally deals with the breakup of her wedding. It's, Um, I mean, it really was not fair to have her there. I, it was, it was really sad because she's like, I don't, she's like, I didn't think it was supposed to be that bad, but I was supposed to be married today. And she's like, and I just want to be home with my family. It was, it was really upsetting. I thought. Um, so, she she makes it about her for a good 10 minutes. Yes. Um, she so, goes to his room as if she would know 
yeah. where he was fucking holed she, up. She completely breaks the rules of the game. And there are no meets, rules. Meets the subject prior to everybody else. And she explains to him this conflict that she's having. But she says, I just wanted to make sure uh, that I met you before I leave. Because I think I'm thinking about leaving. I was supposed to get married today, and I, I don't think this is right for me. Um, for whatever reason, Clayton says, I'm getting a really good vibe here. Uh, I want you to stay. He walks out of the room and comes back and gives her a rose. Where would he get that rose? He's just got uh, a fucking. Yeah. He's just got a gross of roses. They think they keep right. some extra roses yeah. in, in the restroom, yeah. like uh, like Q-tips or something. <laughs> so, so like he um, he comes back with a rose and she's like, "Oh my god, that's so sweet." He's much more uh, nice than kind than I ever thought. And and then she's like, "But no, I'm good. I'm outie." And of course, that's the first. Re- uh, that's the first like kind of drama for Clayton. He's like, "Look, my biggest fear coming on this show was getting rejected. That's that's his yeah. biggest fear, yeah. getting rejected." Yeah. And he's like, "And the first woman I give a rose to uh, doesn't accept it." Um, that this whole thing was just a fucking weird charade to start the season. I could not care less about this woman. I was no. thinking the whole time, like. There's 29 other women like Clayton should have just been like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I appreciate that. Have a good one. And I've got 29 women and they're probably going to bring somebody up from the substitute line and I'll just yeah. have 30 women to choose yeah. from. Thanks a lot. Exactly. But he kind of, he, he took it as a pause and, and, and was dramatic about well, it. Well, it, it was a way to show his humanity. You know, they're like, right, let's, right, right. because as, as the, a viewer, we don't know Clayton because he went on one, one-on-one date on Michelle's season. He got bounced yeah. and now we're supposed to, we're supposed to root for him and we don't have a reason to root for him. So they create, they, first of all, they victimize this poor Sally from Greenville, South Carolina. They bring her on. They they brutalize her with her with the PTSD of her broken up wedding. Oh, by the way, she intimates that she was cheated on by the fiance. Like she's yeah. she's you know it seems pretty clear that that's what she was saying. There was a lack of trust or something or whatever the, the code is for that. Yeah. And yeah. they bring so they put her through this so that Clayton can go. Oh, hey, look at me. Look at what a nice guy I am. I, I see a connection, even though you're sad. Let's, you know, let's get a rose going here. It, you know, it was it was lame. It was contrived, but it served a purpose. So that's how the, sh- the, the show begins. The, the entire season begins that way. And then they do. It was 20 minutes the- of the episode, by the way. It was the right, like yeah. these shows are so long. And part of the reason that they're so long is 20 minutes before the girls start showing up. He's he's doing this thing with the, that's pointless. So reality Steve should be joining us soon. I'm going to quickly go over the uh, the limo entrances just because, yeah. as I say every season, the uh, the limo entrance on The Bachelor is a great exercise in how unimaginative uh, people can be, and also it's a great look see into what lame things people think are funny. Like it, it, there are some real bad entrances here. I don't know if you took notes on them, but let me point out a couple of them. Uh, the, yes. um, one of them um, gets out of the car. She's a uh, Lindsay. She works in sales and she's in Houston. 
She says this, um, I'm from the South, but you're so tall. You got me looking all North. Brutal. Just absolutely just so dumb. And I would, I would contest yeah. if she walked up to Tom Cruise, she could say, yeah. I'm from the South, but since I'm from the South, I'm looking up to you and you're North. Everyone's North of Houston. Yeah. So Tom Cruise would be North of her. Yeah. Well, right. Because, um, because North does not equal up. <laughs> right. You right. know, North exactly. is, North is a direction. It's not a yeah. measure of height. Uh, Marlene wants to appeal to his football side. So she threw a penalty flag. She threw it right at him and says, Hey, 15 yards for being so fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this woman, Jane, who unfortunately I think has a, a a short shelf life on the show. Um, it says that she's 38. Uh, and she says to him, uh, I've been called a cougar. Which was really kind of strange because, yeah. like, my first instinct was it said 38. Given just the reality of life, you have to add three years on yes, that age. No matter what, you're adding three years. They're all shaving. And then I, I would add another four or five years. So when she said a cougar, I'm like, holy shit. You know, my instincts were right. Yeah. But it just seems so out of nowhere to go on The Bachelor where there's typically, like, people in their late – 20s and 30s and be like i've been called a cougar and even clayton was like cougar like th- th- that's that's unusual no it was awkward uh, it was awkward as hell yeah. um ivana from queens this is a this is a weird one i don't know if she's still on the show um she came out and was like a mute she didn't say anything but a weird th- the a more weird thing about the entrance was her job description was a bar mitzvah dancer. Saw that. Yes. That seems like a very specific niche. You're not working very often. Like bar mitzvahs are typically on Saturdays or Friday nights. (laughs) Right. Bar mitzvah dancer. Now, I don't even, I mean, dancer is, I'm guessing there's maybe some kind of a, uh, Hebrew, uh, dancing that she's qualified to do. I don't know. Uh, it's it's and why why is she exclusive to those types of events? Like, couldn't she dance at other she things? She can open it up. Yeah, can yeah. she open it up to quinceanera no. or, or yes. weddings? <laughs> yes, no, it's crazy. You think that it would just add a couple skills? Uh, Gabby, Gabby from Denver. This is a good one. She brings a pillow, and then she turns the pillow around, and it's a it's a picture of him. And she said, uh, oh, no, I, I, you know, I figured I could bring a pillow to be more comfortable when I sat down. And then she turns it around and shows him his face and says, I just want to sit on your face. Oh, I didn't. I missed that. that. I think I might have fast forwarded that. I did. Who was the girl that's like, I thought we could break the ice by um, by you holding one of my nips. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and i'm like yeah, what holding one of my nips yeah, yeah and uh, she pulls out uh yeah she br- br- like yeah. airline bottles of like shitty like fireball whiskey and so they did a shot yep. yep horrible um let's see here um there's a woman that arrives on a mini truck and i think she's the one that becomes the real crazy one in episode two um then there's this uh, woman, Claire, who brought uh, cornhole. And she says that um, 
I don't know what she said something about having a specific palate. But anyways, Claire plays cornhole with the guy and then brings chicken and, and uh, chicken wings like they're having oh. a tailgate. And Claire's had a lot to drink. And this is kind of a first for this show. Claire has um, she does a couple of cornhole things with him and then another woman interrupts them. So so Clayton goes with the, the other woman. Claire goes back to the house and just starts talking shit about the guy. Now, in all the seasons we've been doing this show, yeah. I don't remember a a subject uh, being like, um, I don't know, bad-mouthed in the house on the first night. She goes back and she's like, yeah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah, this I'm, that was yeah. kind of shitty. I don't, I don't, and that's it's, a first for, for this show. It's an interesting play for attempting to stay on television. Like we know, we know that people's, the game here is to be on as much as you can be on and just immediately acting in a way that gets you kicked off the show. It's, it's indicative of mental illness in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like, um, I, I know that, there's that kind of defense mechanism when you know you're not going to make it. You know you're going to get kicked off, so then yep. you act like you're the one that's not into it. This wasn't even like that. She just basically started talking yeah. shit in front of all the other women. Yes. Now, maybe, I will hey, say this. Maybe, maybe for some insight into that, we ask our friend, the Internet's foremost Bachelor expert, the guy that spoils every season. He's His skill is unmatched in this area. He's, he's the best in the world. Of course, I'm talking about reality, Steve Carbone reality. How are you, my friend? Hello, everybody. Oh, wait, that's, yeah. that's Stu's thing. That's, Sorry. <laughs> copywritten <laughs> signature sign on. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Uh, How's it going, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm great. I'm, we're not, unfortunately, we're not talking Cobra Kai. That'll come. Yeah. What's um? I need to watch it get- first. <laughs> Let's yeah. get the listeners um, a little bit of a look-see into the uh, life of, of Reality Steve. Like, okay. This is what he does for a living, right? That's right. So this, this, is, this is his main source of income. Sure. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, hitting four straight hard eights uh, to turn $10 into, into $10,000 uh, is another source of income. Wow, but, that's crazy. Um, I will say, but uh, Steve joined us late. Because he was live tweeting or live Instagramming uh, Joe Millionaire, yeah, yeah, jo- uh, live tweeting Joe Millionaire because I guess they want my traffic and they want my followers to yeah. watch their show. So they we collaborate, and uh, by collaborate means they just pay me to live tweet. Yeah, it's 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 synergistic. You have you have a big following. The type of people that follow you would be the type of people that watch Joe Millionaire. Yeah, and so it makes sense that they would enlist you to help promote their show. Like I wouldn't have known that Joe Millionaire was going on right now if it weren't for Reality Steve. So it, it's worked. And Stu, it's it's three hard ways in a row, uh, not four, to get that oh. ten grand. You just let that no, 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 no. I've been telling every I've been telling everybody four. No, it's three because you got. You got I, wit- I witnessed it. Yeah, I you, thought it was four. No, you got. So you start with ten on it. Yeah, it hits one. It hits once. That becomes a hundred. It hits 100. twice. It becomes a thousand. Three times ten. 
Yeah. Holy shit. On the six and eight. Three times, but... Yeah, on the four and, and ten, been... it's uh, eight thousand. Wow. I've been uh, I've Impressive. been playing craps for I've been playing craps for you know whatever it's been thirty years whatever it's been and yeah. I've never seen anything like this and that. Car uh, Steve's there, and you know everyone puts a dollar or five bucks on the hardways. He puts ten, whatever. And when the hard ways comes in, you get ten to one, and a hundred dollars is sitting there. And Steve he leaves it out. Just there. Says, Steve says, "Press it," and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, "Whoa, yeah. that's a ballsy move." Balls and then Steve. the hard ways hits again, and that's when everybody, anybody who is a sane gambler, will be like, "Okay, I just turned ten bucks into a thousand bucks. Go ahead and pull it down. That's yep. a pretty good profit." I heard Steve say, "Press it," yeah. um, and it hits again. Unbelievable. Which I, and I've been telling everybody who who will, will listen about this, but um, anyway, Steve, as as you joined us, and this is going to be a total non sequitur, but we were talking about Claire's short stint on this show and yes. how she she basically did a tailgate with Clayton and then went inside the house and talked shit about him. Now, in all the years you you me and 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 Brian have been doing have been covering the show. I don't think we've ever seen that happen. That that no. kind of put the, the all the women in a weird situation. Do you have any uh, any dirt or any background on Claire? Like, what's her deal? I actually heard what she did that night was worse. She called him a pussy. Wow. As well. Um, wow. They never showed that. I don't know why. That would have been a great line to. Um, I mean, they could have beeped it out. And we could have sure. known. But um, I think she just got really. She. I, she definitely was drunk, and I think she was night one drunk girl that, for yes. whatever reason, just kind of lost her marbles. And um, really, the night went sideways for her pretty quickly. And it's I great. Think she just went, you know, she just went kind of nuts and just like, all right, well, I'm out of here because, yeah, it didn't make a lot of sense. Like, why would you like? Maybe a, maybe a few episodes in, like, get some camera time. Why? Why on the first night are sure. you still self sabotaging? It was really bizarre to have yeah, it you that could, early. You could play it the Cassidy way. And this is, I I got a self-report here because I texted you during the season because I thought I may have a scoop. And I said, hey, I can't remember what the details were, but I said, hey, do you know of a girl that's local in LA that she's on the show? She She got kicked off. I'm hearing they might bring her back. And I guess I've just spoiled something there. So I'm sorry for the audience, but I think we can all see the way this is going. And you go, do you mean Cassidy? And I was like, wow, this guy is so far ahead of me in what's happening here. So, but what I, what I'm realizing is Cassidy is my girlfriend's client's roommate. I did not get enough detail because this chick is, might be the best character on The Bachelor in the last, I don't know, 10 seasons. <laughs> Wait, so, okay, that's right. I t- you know, until you brought it up, I totally yeah. forgot about that text that you sent yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. filming. So it is, it was Cassidy that we're talking about. Yes. She's, okay. she's kind of, she's kind of like the new Corinne, but like ramped, like a little more haggard, a little more aggressive, like really the kind of chick I like seeing on the show. Obviously, she's not going to be winning The Bachelor, but I hope they keep her around, you know, for a while. Huh. Um, do we want to talk about spoilers regarding no, that or no? No, we probably should. Not, not really. Uh, she shouldn't. is the she is the one who um, 
on the group date, the group date activity was we're going to throw a party for a complete strange kid that has zero introduction Mm -hmm. and is somehow in Hillary Duff's uh, social circle. Where are we at, um, by the way, not to interrupt, Jason, where are we at collectively on, on Hillary Duff? Because I'll, I'll, I'm I'll just fan. be the first. I'm I'm a huge fan. Yeah, I'm just a I'm massive all. fan. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. And I and you know what? I didn't even realize what the tie-in was because usually when they have these people, not not only are they on there for a reason, but they then are talking about, hey, so and so's here because they're yeah. in the new upcoming feature film or whatever. And I didn't know what the tie-in was, and I even talked about it in my column, and then everybody flooded me with, oh, she's on the next. She's in the um. How I Married Your Father show, which yep. is debuting on Hulu. I didn't realize that, and they right. they showed right. it during the commercial break. But I was watching the Monday the the national championship game during commercial break, so I didn't really pick up on that. But yeah, that's yeah. that's why she was there. I had no idea until people. Yeah, and so the the activity was Hillary Duff comes out and says, uh, "Here are a bunch of kids that aren't mine, and one of them's." it's their birthday and we're going to make it the best birthday of their life. Like we have zero emotional tie to any of these people. It's not even her house. I don't think. And then in the middle of the activity, um, Cassidy is delinquent on her responsibility to build a castle. No, it's great. (laughs) And she says, I'm not here to build castles. I'm here to build a relationship. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But how much do you support her? Like then the next, the next group date, all these chicks are chugging milk. Like why just pour out the milk? Don't involve yourself in the milk. Like you're not there to see who can chug the fucking most milk. You're there to try to get screen time with the bachelor. I couldn't have respected Cassidy more in that situation. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I think that she's definitely going to be a player in this whole thing. Yes. I, you know, that they left us with the cliffhanger. They didn't uh, execute the final row or the, uh, the rose ceremony. But what they did leave us on is uh, Clayton approaches um, Jesse Palmer after hearing some oh, discouraging right. news about Cassidy right. and, and, and asks the question for the first time in this uh, wants to rescind the franchise. Rose. Yeah. Can I take, take back a rose or <laughs> yeah, take back a rose that I've given away. And that's the cliffhanger for Cassidy. So we'll see how that plays out. But um, since we got reality, Steve here and any, and, anybody uh, that wants to traffic in that spoiler, cause I'm sure it's already happened on reality, yeah. go to reality, or follow his Twitter. He's going to tell you everything that happens before it happens. We don't traffic in that kind of information here. It's, no. it's the fascinating dynamic. Um, when we do this podcast and have Steve on, because he's, He's on a, a different uh, – what's the word? He's on a different paradigm than yeah, we are. Yeah, he is. His whole, biz- his whole business is months ahead, yeah. and he he simply watches the episodes to confirm what he's already spoiled yeah. as opposed to just watching the episodes and reacting to them like we do. So his role on our show is just basically to provide some background and maybe give us some dirt. So uh, Brian and I had already have already summed up Michelle's season – one of the most boring seasons, uh, one of the most uneventful seasons of all time. Our question to you first is, is Michelle and Nate still together? As far as I know. Yeah. I mean, they have, if, because any one of these major couples, you know, the the final couples of this show, when there's a breakup, um, it's all over people and us weekly or whatever. And they certainly haven't. And I believe they, 
I don't follow Michelle or Nate, but if they were to post something about a breakup, um, within 10 seconds, a bunch of people would be sending it to me anyway. So I would find out. Um, but yeah, they're not, um, they're still together. Um, I'm I, the, the thing that I found fascinating about that finale and just the ending of that season was for the first time ever, we've seen the final couple get, uh, get be given a trip. I think one time they were given a car. I, I've never in the history of the show say, seen, hey, here's a $200,000 down payment for a house That's that crazy. you guys can right. get. So That's my crazy. question now becomes, okay, let's say they do get to that point where they purchase a house together. You know, chances are these two are never going to get nope. either down right. the aisle or make it 70 years and and stay together until one of them dies. What happens to the? I gotta believe you gotta return that two hundred grand. Like you have to sell that house, and whatever you make off it, two hundred thousand goes back to the show. Because I don't still think they're freely giving out two hundred k. Or, or this is this is like when when um, Ed McMahon used to come to your house and he'd be like, "You've you've won a million dollars on from the publisher's clearinghouse." Well, it sounds great. But but in reality, what you won was like fifty grand a year for twenty years. Yeah. So in in this situation, they're they're probably like, here's two hundred grand for a, a down payment on a house. But really, in the fine print, is they both got paid a stipend, you know, half of that or whatever each, and that's that's how the money was delivered to them. It, you know, it's a cash payment that they're that they're saying is their nest egg for their new life together. Yeah, very possible. I, yeah. I just I didn't think of it that way. That maybe it's just like, hey, here's a bonus. We said it on yeah. TV; it's for a house, but yeah. you can really, I here, here yeah. you do what you want with it. Exactly. I think I think it's I'm I think I'm I think what's what you're getting to, Steve, and where I'm getting to is that thing has so much fine print and so many conditions that yeah. it will be impossible for them to ever utilize that money. In other words, they might put it down in a down payment for a house or whatever, but I'm sure the fine print says the second you guys are no longer a couple, then this whole thing is on you. You, you could personally purchase the rest or whatever, yeah. but like, I just have a feeling as soon as that thing is broken up, they, they completely rid themselves of, of responsibility. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So Steve, the, um, the second question I have is, you know, we went through 2021 was like the year of, bachelor reparations like they they had to make up for years of being white and sexist and all these things that that the bachelor has been accused of over the last 18 months and i think they they overcompensated and they you know they like half-assed uh casted the first black bachelor they've had Tasha and michelle and um and now this cast, they go right back to a white uh, meathead with a largely white cast. Have you been given any information as far as why they they went back to this? Was there was there no in- interest or ratings in doing it the other way yeah, with how, all the diversity? How did we end up with Clayton? And I'm not gonna I'm gonna walk it back a little bit from what Jason said because on Katie's season. There were a bunch of dynamic contestants, specifically Andrew was very popular, the football player with the fake accent from Amsterdam slash Chicago. 
like a lot of people, it was almost like a foregone conclusion. Like people are like, oh, this guy's great. He's going to be the next bachelor. Now he, he apparently falls victim to them shoehorning in a second bachelorette season. Was it just because they needed somebody from the most recent season? And that's how we ended up with Clayton because this guy is fucking mediocre white guy fucking 101. Like he's just the regular ass bachelor that we've always had. Is it just because he was on the most recent season or was there something about Clayton that they liked that we, we have yet to see? I think one thing that this show doesn't do a good job of outside of diversity and any sort of social uh, statements um, <laughs> is they're, they're – they're not very transparent at all and they don't answer anything. Like they don't feel like they ever have to answer as to why they chose Clayton and they've never given an answer as to why. So at this point, it's all speculation. Um, The, the speculation, the consensus speculation is, yeah, they went back to their white roots. They, they, you know, they had Michelle with an all, an all black final four and the first in the history of the show but let's bring it back to what we are, which is let's have a white lead that if you mashed up all the other white leads in the past, it would produce Clayton because that's who he looks like. He looks like a combination of Sean Lowe totally. and Nick Vile. Um, yes. You know, <laughs> let's just put them all and match them together and here's Clayton and Colton. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I don't I don't know if there is an answer and this show will never, ever give you a reason as to why they chose Clayton over one, any of Katie's guys. To any of Michelle's final four guys, like why didn't they choose uh, Joe? Brandon. Why didn't they yeah. choose Brandon? Why didn't they yeah. choose uh, the other guy who finished fourth? Who I'm already blanking on. Um, oh, the little guy, the guy, um, the guy that looked like a combination of Robert Smith and Darren Williams. Oh, oh, the uh, Rodney. Yeah, Rodney. Yeah, yeah Rodney. Rodney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we don't we don't know. I think I mean I can answer for the Michelle part of it is because this is only the second time we've ever had a bachelorette season that aired October to December with the bachelor starting immediately in January, you put Rodney or Joe or Brandon as the bachelor. Well, then that ruins your ending for Michelle's season because they know that they, right. we all know, yeah. we, we, we would know of, as an audience sure. yeah. this guy's the bachelor. So we know he doesn't win. That takes any suspense out of at least Brandon. Right. It's like when you get to the final two of Brandon and Nate. Well, Brandon's our bachelor. He's already filmed a season. Clearly, he didn't win. And then you would you would ruin that. And I which guess is, which is why you see people which is why you see people bow out a lot because they know if they go if they end up being the runner up, they don't have a chance to headline the next season. Yeah. So then that brings me back to Katie's season. Why wasn't it Greg? Why wasn't it Andrew? Why wasn't it Michael A. the the single yep. father who, who who ducked out at final yep. four? And I just, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I, I, I had heard that Greg was definitely being talked to. I had heard that Michael um, from Katie's season was definitely being talked to. Andrew was definitely spoken to as well about it. But they, I, I, the only thing I can think of is, you know, obviously going back to the white roots, but they, you would have gotten that with Greg or Michael. Um, at least Michael had a storyline of single father. They have they haven't done that yeah. since Jason Mesnick. Yep. Um he made sense in that aspect. Greg made sense just because women seemed to kind of fawn all over him. And he, you know, he had that, he had that exit and a very kind of back and forth with Katie where he basically gaslit her and, and raised his voice to her. So maybe that. Oh yeah. Um, that doesn't work. You can't do that. That didn't work for him, but they did talk to him about it. And then Andrew as well. So 
I don't know what the answer was. The only thing I'm thinking is that they knew everybody was talking about those guys, so they just wanted to throw a curveball and be like, yeah. look, everybody thinks it's going to be that these guys or one of these guys. Let's just throw in a, a something we've never done before, a bachelor that you will see knowing on the first night out of the limo, not only are you watching Michelle's season, you get to watch your next bachelor, which to me, television-wise, made a lot of sense. However, yeah. when you watch Michelle's season – Clayton was a nobody. Like we didn't get yeah. to see anything about this guy's personality. It would have made a hell of a lot more sense if he jumped out of the screen off you. Yep. He was involved in storylines. He was a guy that I don't know stuck up for Michelle when other guys yes. were attacking. He was just he was just there. He was a wallflower, and I didn't get well, that then, part. So, yep. To me, to me, what Steve just said is a perfect uh, example. It sums up perfectly the difference between our world and his world. Okay. You watch Michelle's season knowing that Clayton was The Bachelor, so you had that perspective. I literally had no idea that he was the next Bachelor until his final episode where they paid way too much attention to his exit, where they had him reading the letters from the students. And I'm like, why yes. are they giving him so yeah. much airtime and making him they, – they gave him such a great edit out the door – my theory was maybe they're setting him up to be the next bachelor. And then Beckner was like, Oh yeah, he's the next bachelor. I've been reading uh, <laughs> offline. And I'm like, I, so I was a guy that had no idea. No, so no, I was I watching it completely blind. I, don't accuse me of reading offline. I, <laughs> I, I stumbled across one of reality. Steve's tweets. That's yeah. how I get my, that's how I accidentally happen upon spoilers. Occasionally is because I follow reality. Steve on Twitter. Yeah. No, it was it, it made sense television wise, but then when I watched Michelle's season, and and not only me, it was everybody else saying, "Okay, well, okay, we're gonna see why he was made the Bachelor." And then we watched Michelle's season, we're like, "We're seeing nothing here. What what did he do at all outside of you know his one on one date? Where okay, this is the first time we got any camera time with this guy, and I guess he's good with kids, and you know they're making him seem like he's fucking Patch Adams. Like I'm yeah. like." Huh? Like, yeah. Even then, I, I and that's the and that's been their pitch, I guess. Is he's good with kids? It's like, oh, mm. okay. Well, yeah. so so what? Absent of any evidence, I'm going to tell you what I think. The ratings sucked. Um, they're losing advertisers because the ratings haven't been good for the past year. They they know they can't say this out loud, but they know that this show is supported by and watched by uh, tens of millions of white housewives in the Midwest and South. And TV is business. And at some point you need to, um, you know, look yourself in the face and say, what am I? And I am a show that appeals to white housewives. And if I want to keep my sponsors, I'm going to go back to the formula that worked. And that little year that we had, Post George Floyd and everything, that was us trying to be something we weren't, and we're just going to go back to what worked. But that's just my theory. I that there, no evidence supports that. That's just my my gut feeling on this. But I guess we'll never know because Reality Steve says they they're not transparent about their choices. But yeah. but real fast on along yeah. those lines, what what's uh, Rachel Kirkconnell? Is she out of uh, racist prison? 
Is she, yeah, she's, is she now with Matt? She's or back with Matt, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, all she does is post with Matt. Like, everything that she does, Matt goes to WrestleMania. He goes to sporting events. He goes to national championship games, and Rachel's by his side. They are, like, literally attached at the hip, okay. inseparable. And what's funny is we had four seasons that aired during the pandemic slash bubble era where they basically didn't travel. Michelle traveled yeah. a little bit. They went to Minnesota and then Mexico. But you had Claire. You had Matt, you had Katie, you had Michelle. The only couple from the final ending of all those seasons that's still together is Matt and Rachel, which is the most ironic thing out of all. Katie broke up with Blake. Um, well, Michelle is, is still together. Um, and then uh, yeah. Claire, you know, Claire and Dale broke up. But yeah. Tasha's um, done too, right? And ta- oh, yeah. I mean, that's a, and Tasha too. So yep. so I wasn't even counting Michelle as a bubble season. I forgot about Tasha. But yeah. Yeah. Um, Rachel and Matt, the only one that made it between Claire, Tasha, Katie, and Matt. That um, is kind of interesting. I mean, and it it actually kind of makes sense because they went through so much that that is actually the kind of thing in a, in a superficial reality TV world going through something like that with real life consequences can definitely bring you closer to another person. So it actually kind of yeah. makes sense. Yeah, I um. But if you look at either of their uh, social media pages, I mean, they are attached at the hip. He brings her as she is with him everywhere. And all they do is go on vacations and go to major events and go to red carpet events. I mean, it's it's a hell of a life for a girl that supposedly got canceled uh, when, was the, he, when the Annabellum pictures came out. But yeah, she I was going to say, fine. what was was he her date for the Annabellum party this, this year? <laughs> wow. Jason, uh, no. jeez, buddy, <laughs> unbelievable! To think of how much shit she put up with, yeah, and to think about how he he piled on, like he humiliated her on national TV. To think that they're they're together uh, just speaks to what a weird world we were in just a year ago. Like the, the, this whole thing has been just surreal to me. Um, yeah, that's crazy. My, <laughs> my, 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 my last. My last racial angle to this um, is, and and maybe quite a few confirm confirm or deny, Steve. Um, You know they've had these subjects of color um, come on, and they've you know Matt chose uh, a white gal, Uh, Tasha chose a white dude, Um, and then who who am I leaving out? Claire chose a black guy. Rachel back in the day chose a white guy. My theory going into Michelle's season was they cast unsuitable white dudes. In other words, these guys were such dorks. All of them had severe flaws that there's no way in hell Michelle was going to choose a white guy. And lo and behold, as you've stated on this show, the first final four where everybody was of color. I think that they purposely casted a bunch of white dorks so that she would never pick them. Is have you can you confirm that? I I mean I when I'm looking at the white I'm trying to think of who the who the <laughs> highest finishing yeah. white guy on her season was. Was it um it was the dude that was like kind of really kind of uh, odd with the the weird he can't he he showed up as a platter Oh, uh, Rick. A oh Rick. Tray. Yeah, Rick. Yeah, Rick. Rick. Um <laughs> Yeah, uh, now that I think about it, he was the longest last, and I just didn't—I didn't ever see her uh, with him. It looked like she was into 
light-skinned black guys, which is what her final four were. <laughs> which is what she was accused of of, of having at the uh, at the club that night. Yeah. Oh, she she was seen out with a light-skinned brother, the light-skinned, light-skinned baller. baller. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's I'm sure that I mean, obviously they can't. The lead likes who they like. They obviously know what Michelle's preferences were. Um, yeah. I don't know Michelle's dating history. I don't know if she's only dated light-skinned black guys in her past or even uh, – or maybe she's had uh, white boyfriends. I don't know. Um, but yeah. it clearly seemed like she had an athletic build or former basketball player type yeah. where you knew that Joe was going far and you knew that Nate just looked the part for – uh, a guy that she was into, just you know, six eight, um, good looking guy, smooth, way with words. Uh, he he just seemed like that was a gimme. Brandon was the one that kind of surprised me because he oh yeah he didn't seem he didn't come across to me as somebody that um, I ever saw her with long term. Yeah, we didn't either. He, uh, he did some late work, nice. though. He's he recognized things for what they were, and he's like, "Look, I'm gonna bust out, and I love you." He's, "I'm gonna be, I'm all about you. I'm here for you. I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna show up as a real sensitive, caring type of dude." And that definitely benefited him. He did. He did himself solid. Yeah, and, he- and let's be on. Let's be honest about Brandon too, Steve. I think what sealed the deal at the end of the day, you could say all, all you want about him being in touch with his feelings and expressing love. But at the end of the day, I think the thing that won her over was um, he showed her something that you can only get in Portland. You can't get anywhere else in the world. He showed her yeah. uh, two skate ramps yeah. and they skated around. <laughs> skate ramps. That's uh yeah. That's big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he he was very bad at skating too. By the way, uh, okay. Wait, anything else, Jason? Oh no, I got a lot to cover, but I okay. a couple of things. Okay, so um, is there anything in this season coming up? Now, don't give any specifics. This isn't the this is not the show for spoilers. But is there anything in this season that is going to be like major news breaking in your world? Maybe something that you. You are have broken already, scandal, uh, mischief, you know, anything like that, that that we could look forward to uncovering. Um, let me think. Well, one ma- one major thing that I mean, here we are, two episodes into the season, and I don't know the ending to the season. I I know up to the final three. I don't have the ending of the season. Wow. I do not know who Clayton's with. I know who the three girls are that made it to. Uh, Iceland for the overnight dates, and that's where my spoilers uh, end. But up it's, until that's, un- that's unusual, right? Yeah. You usually know by now. Yeah, Steve, usually. It, it's because of you that they go to fucking Iceland because <laughs> they don't want somebody at the resort getting the information, seeing the proposal. Remember a couple years ago. They did the proposal on like the top of like some hill, some like gravel hill somewhere. And I'm like, the only reason they're doing this is so that Steve can't spoil it. They have to hide these events. And and, and now they're like, we got to go to fucking Iceland. Like we get like Steve's going to know about this shit. We got to hide. <laughs> That'd be great if they thought of me that much. But yeah, I mean, it's just it has been a little bit. um 
it has been tougher. I, I, I really don't know. I just know the three that went for overnights, and I don't know the breakdown um, of what happens and who he's with. But up until then, I have every date and every rose and every elimination. So I know I know who goes home every episode. So let me think. Um, is there anything no scandal, like though. major? Yeah. I, there's not a like, major scandal, but I think you can see that Shanae, the villain, really plays – that role and she's going to be the talk of all the episodes that she is on because what she did on Monday night just continues yeah. for every episode she's on. She, every girl in the house doesn't like her. Yeah. She alienates yeah. herself and she's going to be the talk of all that. She's going to be the one that just causes all the girls constant drama. Good. Yeah. She's cutting people's legs. Like she's re- she's going for it. Yeah. Like good for her. This is kind of where um, I heard Jim Gaffigan on with Joe Rogan this week, and he touched on something that that's so true with the, with shows like this. Like <clears throat> the casting department uh, fully knows that Shanae is chemically imbalanced. Obvious, it's obvious yeah. to obvious. Yeah. She has a she has a, she has some kind of mental issue, and there's nothing against that. It, but the the fact is. It doesn't take anyone, any anyone of any psychology education to know what you're dealing with here. She's from a very small town, uh, sheltered and stuff. It, I think, when I was watching uh, this last episode and just some of the stuff she's doing and saying, I'm thinking it's really sad that they cast a person like this on a show like this because this show exacerbates uh, any kind of. Uh, mental illness that you might have. Yep. And I, I feel bad for her already. So if you're saying that there's going to be even more and she lasts even past next next episode or whatever, uh, I start feeling bad for these people. And I'm wondering, does the show ever take the, the responsibility for the, for the like mental state or care of these, of these people? Like it just seems so, uh, so uh, uh, cruel at times. No, they don't. And that's the thing that is I mean, along with the, all the racism charges and the lack of diversity. The other thing that's being brought against this show constantly every season is this fan base that has turned so toxic and the show has become so much about social media that, you know, the second someone like Cassidy acts the way she does on Monday night, you know, she's already getting hate and her family's getting hate online. And, yeah. Shanae is getting hate online for the things that she said. And, you know, we're talking some, some of them sometimes get death threats and that that's the way it is. And the show doesn't do anything, but really like indirectly, they're basically promoting to go after these women because they're, they're portraying them. Now granted it's on Cassidy and it's on Shanae for acting that way on television. But, um, there's also a part of the show that, you know, the show loves it. But in return, by loving it and having everybody on Tuesday morning talk about, oh, my God, did you, did you see how Shanae acted on that day? Did you see what Cassidy did on that day? She didn't even participate. She just sat there while everyone else you know, participated. And, and then she called everybody out because of it. And she just still, you know, she steals Clayton away. The fan base of this show, which is such a bunch of, you know, middle-aged housewives that are living vicariously through, you know, wanting to see a love story on television – because Cassidy and Shanae ruined that fantasy in their head, they feel like they have to now take to social media and insult these women and call them names. And and that's what it's turned into. And it's just ugly. And no, the short answer is no. They don't help these women out. You are thrown into this tornado 
and then just spit out of it and be like, okay, just deal with the consequences of how you acted on the show and how you're going to be portrayed. And um, yeah, it's not, it's not pretty at all. That's the, the show. Gig. The, sh- the show really is vile. Like it's, it's disgusting. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't miss a minute of it, but it's, it's, it really is an awful show with uh, awful consequences. Now, um, what I just talked about with Brian is this. Um, Jesse Palmer is the new host. I'm sure you know all about why he was uh, put there. Yet, yet again, they chose a white dude. Uh, but I, one thing I found funny in this episode was when he was addressing the women. And he, and he said, uh, hey, I just want to let you know that I was on the show. I can tell you right now that it works. And then a, <laughs> oh, gr- that, 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 then a girl's like, are you married now? He's like, I'm married now. I, and and what, they, what they forgot to do is fill in the fact that he's, he's, he dropped the person that he met on the show like, what, two months after the show. And he's married to somebody completely different right now, right? Oh, yeah. As not, yeah, that's the thing. Like he has – yeah, Jesse, like I get what you're doing, but – your marriage and who you're with has nothing to do with, you didn't even meet her through paradise or anything. You're just a married man who happened to probably, you know, I don't know. I don't know anything about his wife. I don't know what her background is in sports or whatever, but she has nothing to do with the show. So it's just hilarious. Wasn't, wasn't Jesse Palmer the one instead of an engagement ring or anything, didn't he give his date a plane ticket? Yeah. He gave her a one-way plane ticket to New York. That was his final rose ceremony. He didn't give her a ring. Didn't say. Didn't give her a promise ring. It's like, hey, here's uh, here's a one-way ticket to New York. Let's see where this goes. It's like, oh wow, it's <laughs> great. Well, the show's he, changed a lot since then. But he knows it works. Yeah, he, know, he, knows he definitely knows it works. Yeah, yeah. totally, totally works. I will. I will say this. I mean, Jesse Palmer, while. You know, maybe two clicks above zero on the interesting meter. <laughs> it, infinitely better than Tasha and Caitlin. I mean, that was a disaster. Yeah. Just did they? That was such a bad idea. I mean, I, I appreciate them going for it, and I know they were kind of stuck because they had to fire Harrison quickly. Yeah. But you you realized how important it was to have that adult presence with Harrison there that brought some gravity to the situations where these two girls are, you know, they had to have them fake go through people's hotel rooms and stuff to create drama. Yeah. And, you know, look, I, people can say what they want about Jesse Palmer being the new host of this franchise. Like he's taking over everything. I'm pretty sure he's going to be the bachelorette host and, and paradise host. Um, He, it's like, why'd they hire this guy? Well, to be honest, they hired him because he's got a shit ton of television hosting experience. Like the guy's been a college football analyst on ESPN for 10 years. He's the spokesman for Rooms to Go. He hosted that dating show last summer during the pandemic, The Proposal. He hosted that surfing show that aired during the summer after Bachelor in Paradise. He hosts the baking show. I mean, the guy's been a host on television. And I think the the thing that I kept hearing when they were going through this People kept asking me, are Tasha and Caitlin going to be permanent? I said, no, I'm hearing they're looking for a, a male uh, with television experience. And I never, and the funny thing was, I don't know why I never thought about Jesse. And cause it like, he literally yeah. did show the proposal last year where people were getting married on stage, you know, the same night they meet somebody, but that was all That's by right. the production team of this show. I don't know why I never thought, uh, 
Makes sense. It was him. It, it, it makes total sense. Not only that, I mean, yeah, it was years ago and most people forgot, but he was The Bachelor at one point. So that's right. It totally makes sense. Like, I, I, it, and I'm fine with the pick. He, <clears throat> I don't want to say Harrison was mailing it in, but it didn't seem like, like, look, and maybe Jesse's acting for television, but it honestly seems like Jesse cares about his yeah. gig, even though we still only see him about as much as we did Harrison on any given episode. Well, here's your date card. You know, I'll see you at the end of the episode when, you know, I show up for the rose ceremony, but um, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely 100% fine with Jesse Palmer being the host because one, I don't watch the show to see who the host is anyway. And I don't think anyone else does. And two, um, I, I just think that you just need a, a, a stabilizing face if you were to change the host every season, I think this I think this fan base yep. wants stability. True. And it's true. Like, it's absolutely here's, true. We need a new face in the franchise. Here it is. Good looking guy, former bachelor, attractive, hosting experience. There it is. I mean, he's your guy. So I'm I think that, that that's basically where we came out on it. it this show needs some kind of stability because we were we talked about last season how the uh producers of the show uh, phased, phased out Tasha and Caitlin. Like, I remember them having a grand total of like 15 seconds of airtime in the, in the last two episodes combined. Yeah. Like they, they just stopped using them. They became so useless. Uh, and it was obvious that they needed somebody to steer the ship here. Now, now last thing now, um, I think the Australian version or, there was some version um, within the last six months that I, I sent you a text and I'm like, I wonder when this is going to actually happen on The Bachelor. Um, to me, the biggest scandal that has not taken place yet, and I'm shocked that it hasn't. My guess is that it has happened and it's been swept under the rug with non-disclosures and, and payoff money, whatever. But I'm still waiting for the first um, cast member to have an ongoing sexual affair with an on-site producer and then it come out. Oh, that's happened. That's, that's happened on happened. a foreign version, right? Yeah. It or happened, has on, it happened on, on this show. It happened on the U.S. version in Jake Pavelka's season when, uh, when Rosalind. It did? Yeah, when Rosalind had a, uh, was accused of having a, a, a relationship with a producer. Yeah. 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 So the the biggest so you're telling me that what I feel is like going to be the biggest scandal in the history of the show has already happened that's and there right. wasn't a big deal. That's exactly okay, cool. I mean, that, that's great. I mean, it was a big deal when it happened. It certainly uh, she she was kicked off the show. The producer was fired. Um, he, I, I guess so. Yeah, she w- They brought her on the Women Tell All, and they you know she went at it again. <laughs> she she accused she, she when Chris Harrison went at her on the Women Tell All, she fired back with, well, why you know uh, he. He told me some interesting things that, uh, you know, does your wife know that you're running around? With oh, her? yeah, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. great. She threw, yeah, that's she threw it back stuff. on Chris Harrison that he was cheating on his wife when he was oh. when she was in the hot seat. Oh. Women tell I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Damn. I wish I wish I would have been paying more attention. So uh, last last comment on uh, on on Harrison. Has he 
has he settled for just a shitload of money and signed a non-disclosure and has just gone away? Yeah. Or have there been rumblings? Ten million. Uh, any, anything else since the last we saw him? No. It's it was clearly a uh, an NDA was signed. He was given money to be quiet, and we'll never hear him yeah. comment on this show nope. ever again. And yep. they'll never oh, bring up his name, man. and he'll never talk about it. And yeah, it sucks. Again, it's too bad. No too transparency bad. in terms of this show. Like the show has never the show has never even addressed the firing of Chris Harrison. It just said, Caitlin and Tasha will be our hosts for the next season of the bachelorette. You know, Katie sees it. it. It was never, we've let Chris Harrison out of his contract. We wish him the best. It was just like, no, we're just, we're bringing somebody else on. Uh, it was Chris that had to say like, I'm going to step away from the franchise. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, Caitlin and Tasha are going to be the hosts of our next season of the bachelorette. And they've never addressed <laughs> yeah. it. And they never will yeah. because He's clearly signed a uh, an NDA and and got a and got a lump sum. the 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 rumors are it was ten to fifteen million. Wow, it's a good gig. It's a good gig if you can get it. Uh, okay, I say we wrap things up there. Unless you have something else, Jason. Oh, I have I have one question for Steve. <laughs> Go ahead. Before we wrap up, of that of that ten thousand dollars you put in your pocket from letting those hard ways ride. How much of those winnings were spent on either a action figures or two hilarious Teen Wolf and or Karate Kid T-shirts? <laughs> you know what's funny? Um, I. We have we have a poker group that plays online Monday night. Stu has was a part of it at one point when before he had a job, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> we we got to we got every every night you know we we all zoom together as well as as when we play and the guys are just like busting my balls about like hey how many how many shirts do you have now yeah, yeah. and I was like you know what I need to count. Eagle Fang. Eagle. I mean, we're talking yeah. from from Karate Kid to Teen Wolf to Back to the Future to, I mean, I, I've invested in even in, in even more shirts in in recent uh, days. Cobra Kai shirts, stuff like that. My t shirt total from just TV and movie quotes is now up to forty two. Wow! <laughs> Quite a collection. No. I have forty two t shirts yeah. with movie quotes on them. It's just it's it was insane because. We'd be playing on Monday nights, and one of the guys is like, "Hey, let's go to the web." You know, we're zooming, and I go on the website. And I'm like, "Oh, here's a good one. I want to, I want to get this." You know, what's your Victor Vector or what's your Vector Victor? Oh, I'll get that one from Airplane. And then, um, you know, Back to the Future, Airplane. I've got um, a one of you know Roger Murdoch with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's face on it from, from the original Airplane. Like, I just, fantastic. I've got so many now. I've lost. I've lost track. Um, as for action figures. That's funny because I was play I was playing with them on Monday night on the during the uh, poker again. Um, yeah, I've just got my DeLorean action figure, yeah. my DeLorean yeah. Transformer, and my Biff action figure. Fantastic. Uh, and yeah, um, plenty of room to grow there. Yeah, exactly. Yes. That's that's yeah. that's in its infancy stages, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna make that into yes. a giant collector's item. Get the collectibles going. All right, Steve. As always, fantastic to have you on. We will get together soon on the baller lifestyle podcast to discuss the most recent season of Cobra Kai. I've yet to watch it. 
but I will. I'm going to start this weekend. Not, so not any, you haven't seen any episodes yet. Not in not no, a have, minute. Have you heard anything about it? Any spoilers of a little, a little bit because of our mutual friend, Travis Rogers, he's been spoiling it on his daily talk show oh. <laughs> on ESPN radio. So I've been trying to avoid it, but I have caught a little bit. Um, but I just, you know, I need to see for myself. You will. Uh, I mean, I liked it. I, I, I really yeah. liked it. Um, yeah, I, I think I think you'll like it. Okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna start watching this weekend, and we'll talk about it on the show. Yeah. Uh, for, for special guest reality, Steve, always a pleasure to have him here. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Becker. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from Ball Hot Dog. Breaking down shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You grind in a limo sent home. How embarrassing! The most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Falls deep, so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week. We're making a connection, we're falling in love. We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub. We starting in LA and then we travel the world. We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls. Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated? Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated? We always speculating like you wouldn't believe. But I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve. So it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in. It's the ball of lifestyle we living in. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.